0: Welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. Grace and peace be unto you, and welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. I am so glad that you have decided to join us today because here at Empowered Living, we add value to your life as we point you to Jesus Christ. We want to strengthen that horizontal relationship that you and I have with the word of the Lord so that in turn it will empower the vertical relationship that you and I have with our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Lord making intercession for you and I. I am so glad again that you have decided to join us today. I want to let you know as well that you can still stay connected to the ministry. Through our YouTube, you can go to Robin Sherrod. I'm on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook, on Instagram under Robin Sherrod. So you can go there, you can subscribe, you can connect with me so that you can continue to receive the word of the Lord on a more regular basis. But today I want us to look at a subject and really begin to examine a subject that all of us at one point in our life have helped to deal with. And I know that sometimes, especially in the body of Christ, that this particular subject that I'm going to speak about, is not something that you hear, you know, ministered quite a bit because uh, people in the body of Christ sometimes and oftentimes feel that this is something that a Christian should not have to be, uh, not should not deal with or not have to deal with. And that is a spirit of... Of depression or spirit of heaviness and it's interesting to me because it is actually addressed in the Bible it's addressed in the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament you do see through the scriptures through the pages of the Bible men and women who had dealt with the spirit of heaviness who have dealt with the spirit of depression and so you may be listening today And God did not just have you to tune in for no reason. It is because you may be battling depression right now. You may be in a situation could have happened in your life, maybe a relationship, something financial, maybe it's your job, uh, maybe it's been a, a series of circumstances or situations that have come into your life that have caused you to be in this place. And you're trying to figure out, how do I get myself up out of this pit? How First of all, how did I even end up in the pit? And then how do I get myself out of the pit of depression? And I want you to visually think about what a pit looks like. A pit, of course, is something that's dark, it's, it's, it's hollow, um, it's shallow, uh, it's got depth to it. And if the enemy can get you and I to jump into that pit or to fall into that pit, because oftentimes when you see a pit, It is due to, uh, it's kind of like when someone's doing working construction of some sorts and then you walk on the ground and you see this hole and sometimes they may have some type of metal that's covering it. But if you were to pull it back, it would be a pit. And that is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get you and I in a pit of depression. But I've come today to speak to us about depression by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that those that are under the sound of my voice, if you are battling depression, if you are in a depressive state right now, that this word of the Lord that's going to come to you, because it's specific just for you today, that it will bless your soul and that it will give you um, the joy of the Lord being your strength on today. So let us go to Isaiah. We're going to be coming out of Isaiah 61, Uh, 3. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. That will be the very first verse that we're going to look at and that will be our foundation scripture. So as you look at the uh, word of God, go ahead and get your tablet, get your iPad, get your pen and your paper so you can jot down notes and things as we go along. But the scripture says in Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3, it says to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. First of all, look, listen to the word. It says to appoint unto them that mourn. That word mourn, it means grieving, it means a loss. So when you're mourning something, you are longing for something that used to be there that's not there anymore. Okay? So when you're mourning, you're longing for something that used to be there that's not anymore. And I mentioned it earlier. What about a relationship that used to be there that's not anymore? what about a job that used to be there but's not there anymore what about your health maybe you were in a certain uh state of health and you've got a bad doctor's report so what used to be there is not there anymore so it says to appoint unto them that mourn so it's already established who the um author is speaking to he is speaking to those that are in a state of mourning in a state of grief he says to give unto them so he's addressing and you see that's some sometimes we we try to gloss over uh, a spirit of heaviness and we try to gloss over a spirit of depression and we, we don't want to address it but here in the scripture it says to appoint unto them come on that mourn that's grieving in zion now where is zion who is zion zion is god's people Zion is God's appointed, uh, uh, people. And he's saying to mourn unto them. I mean, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. So he's letting us know that, you know, I'm not saying to those that, that mourn in hell. I'm not talking about those that, that mourn, that serve the enemy. I'm talking about those that mourn in Zion. So that lets us know that is in the body of Christ, as a believer, there's going to be times in your life in which you and I are going to what? Mourn. It says to give unto them what? Beauty. Beauty for ashes. You know, sometimes you think too. You know, I've been there myself where, you know, it seems like my dreams just, just went up in flames. My, my thoughts, you know, just, just went up in flames things that I desired, you know, just went up in in flames. It says to give unto them beauty, okay, what? For ashes. It says the oil uh of joy for what? Mourning. So here we have in this particular scripture, mourning is addressed twice. To appoint unto them that mourn and to give them the oil of joy for mourning. It says the garment of what? praise. Can you say that with me? For what? The spirit of heaviness. This scripture here lets us know that heaviness, that depression, that it is addressed in the Bible. But the word also gives us hope. The word gives us hope to know that yes, this is something that you may be experiencing. This is something that you may experience, but God has a way to bring you out of that. So today, as you are listening, I want you to know that God has a way of bringing you out of it. Now, when we look at the scripture as well, we find that David, we know that David was a man after God's own heart. God even said that about David. Now, we know David was not perfect. We know David did some things that were shady. We know David found himself in situations, entanglements that he should not have been in. But yet God said he was a man after my own heart. Why? Because he took every care that he had. He took it unto the Lord. You see, when depression comes, when the spirit of heaviness comes, it wants to draw us away from God. But God said, I want you to know, because Jesus said that he was acquainted with our infirmities. So he wants us to bring our infirmities to him. He wants us to lay them at his feet. He wants us to know that he is acquainted with our infirmities. Yet he was without sin. So that lets you and I know that we don't have to deal with depression. We don't have to hold on to depression. We do not have to hold on to a spirit of heaviness, but we can release it unto God. So those under the sound of my voice right now, and you're dealing with this again, the spirit of depression. I'm believing that as we are ministering the word of the Lord, as the Holy Spirit is ministering this word, that that spirit is being broken. That spirit is being lifted. That strong man is being bind in your life in the name of Jesus and has been sent back to the pits of hell from whence it came and that you will be loosed. You will be loosed with peace and that you will be loosed with the comfort and you will be loosed with the awe of joy. So as we go over to Psalms, 42. Let's go to Psalms 42. When you go to Psalms 42 and you look at verse 11, David is saying something here. David says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put hope in God. I will praise him again, my savior and my God. Now, the Message Bible says it like this. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. So he says, why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? So that lets you know that where does depression, where does it reside? It wants to reside in our soul. It wants to reside in our inward parts, in our inward beings. And so we're going to look at the tentacles of heaviness. We're going to look at the tentacles of depression. When you go to the word of the Lord here, and then also when you look at depression, when you begin to pull it back, from from its origination, we find that when someone is depressed, oftentimes they're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with guilt. They're dealing with irritability. They're dealing with helplessness. They're dealing with hopelessness. They're dealing, sometimes you lose interest in the things that you found interest in before. You find yourself not wanting to do those things anymore. Why? Because depression has come in. It has come in into your soul And is trying to uh, uh, spring forth these tentacles and the tentacles that they're springing forth again is rejection it's it's self-pity it's it's despair it's dejection it's hopelessness these are all tentacles if you will of a spirit of heaviness and of depression And so these tentacles, they want to come in and they want to begin to get rooted. They want to take root in your soul and they want you to water it. And the way that it's watered again is through self-pity. It's it's through a, a rejection of self that this... Uh, these roots begin to get watered. And as they begin to get watered, they begin to spring forth. And as they begin to spring forth, they begin to affect other areas of your life. So much so that you don't want to engage. You don't want to interact. You don't want to be a part of because this cloud of depression has come to try to um, make itself to be a part of your life. But I speak to you now by the power of the Holy Spirit, that depression, depression is not your pit. Depression is not where you dwell. You dwell in the place of God you dwell in the high places. It says that we are seated in heavenly places. So therefore if you are seated in heavenly places according to Ephesians then you are not in a pit of depression. Now depression as well can can come from a chemical imbalance. Now, God, the way he made our bodies, if you go over to Psalms 139, he talks about how we are fearfully and how we are wonderfully made and how he knew us before we were even formed. But when God formed us, he formed us on the inside with so much complexity and he formed us with with cells, of course and and, and and with um hormones and 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 with um, stems and all these different things that God allowed to be a part of our makeup, a part of our DNA, but inside of us, God has also given us uh of hormones of of serotonin and 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 Hormones of dopamine and these things, uh, uh, these hormones are there to be in balance, uh, so that we are in a state of homeostasis, if you will, if we are in a state of balance. And when depression comes, uh, when it comes to you and when it comes to I, it begins to affect those hormones in our body. It causes us to to not have the correct neurotransmitters in our brain that we should have, and we begin to feel as though we are, again, underneath a cloud and we cannot come from out of that cloud. But I speak to your chemicals, I speak to your hormones in your body right now, and we command those things based off of the word of God. And when we read the word of God and when we, um, when, when we're uh, engaged in the word of God, those levels begin to rise. That's why the Bible says that we can have the oil of joy. Mm-hmm. We can have the oil of joy, that we can have the garment of praise, uh, that we can have the joy of the Lord. Because as we hold on and as we grab on to the joy, as we grab on to the garment of praise, as we grab on to uh, those areas that God has in our lives to bring us up, as we come up out of that pit, then things begin to balance itself out. And we don't see those things like we saw them before. I want you to think about when you are um in a, in a on the ground, say you're about ready to get in a plane and you're about ready to uh, go um, on a trip. And I know many of us are excited about being able to go on the trip since we're, you know, starting to come out of COVID. But you are on a trip. You're going to go on a trip. Now, the view is very different when you are on the ground versus when you are up in the air. When you are up in the air, everything looks minute to you. Everything it doesn't it's not even something that you could you would even contend with because it, it's not anything that's important for where you're currently stated, where you're currently seated. It's the same thing as you dealing with depression. When you're looking at depression in the face, it's right there at you. It's right there calling you. It's right there speaking to you. It's right there talking to you. But when you look at it from a different perspective, When you go into your prayer closet, when you go and you begin to praise and you begin to worship God, then what happens? Your soul gets lifted, as David said in Psalms 42 and 11. He said that even though he recognized that his heart was sad and that his soul was in despair, he said that as he praised God, you have to understand that when you begin to praise God, you cannot stay in the pit because first of all, the enemy is not going to want to stay there with you he is going to flee the bible says that if we resist the devil then he would flee how do we resist the devil when we're in depressive states we resist the devil when we're in a depressive state by giving praise and glory to god if you go over with me to first kings let's go over to first kings um, chapter 19 if you go to first kings chapter 19 this is the story when we're dealing with elijah and Elijah had just had a wonderful glorious victory if you will because he came up against the prophets of Baal and 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 the living God showed up and showed out because that's what God will do. God will show up and show up and show out. But after the victory. And you have to be mindful of that too. There are times that sometimes we get our we have our lowest lows after a highest high. After we've had victory after we've had, we conquered something, next thing you know, on your way home, once you get home the next day, here comes something that wants to try to come and bring you back down. So Elijah, Jezebel, Ahab had told Jezebel what had happened and and about the prophets being killed and uh, the false prophets. They weren't real prophets. They weren't true prophets. They were false prophets. And Jezebel said, I swear, that I will kill you. Elijah begins to run. He runs and he finds himself in a place. He finds himself at a tree. He sits down and and he begins to just get so downcasted in his soul. If you look over in 1 Kings chapter 9, he sent messengers. And if you go down to verse uh, starting off at um, verse number 9, it says that he ran and he went away. He went into the wilderness And then he came into a bush and he laid there and he said, Lord, if I might just die. You see, when depression comes upon us, sometimes that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to go to a place of death. He wants to take you to a place of death. But I speak life unto you right now. I speak life according to the word of the Lord. So Elijah, he finds himself there and he says, take my life. This is what he's telling the Lord. Now think about it. A few chapters before, he was giving God praise because the false prophets were killed. But as soon as someone, uh, Jezebel, says, I'm going to kill you, he begins to run off. And he forgets all about, because in this conversation, he doesn't mention anything about the prophets of Baal and the victory that God had given. He only speaks about his life. And he talks about it and he says, you know, I've had enough. He said, I, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to go to sleep and, and I've had enough. I want to die. I'm the only one that's serving God. I'm the only one. And sometimes the enemy, that's what he does. That's a tactic that he has is that he wants you to feel as though you are the only one. You're the only one that's going through whatever situation that you're going through. No one else is going through what you're going through because he wants to isolate you. He wants to isolate you so he can begin to just uh, compound you with those thoughts, those thoughts of negativity, those thoughts of despair, those thoughts of discouragement. And that's what he did with Elijah. But it says all at once, all at once, an angel came and touched him and told him to get up and eat. So that lets us know also that he wasn't eating. And there are times too when you are depressed, you may not have an appetite, and then it could also go the reverse. Maybe you overeat, but whatever state it is is not the state that God would have you to be in. It's not a state of balance, it's not a state of homeostasis, it's not a state that God would want you to be in. God wants you to be in a state that you are giving him praise, that you are living a sober and a vigilant life because that's what is that's what the word tells us to do to be sober to be vigilant because your adversary the devil come uh roaring like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and so when you are in depression that's a state where the enemy wants to come and devour you but the angel of the lord came and you see as being a believer the word of god is going to come to you now you have a choice When the word of God, when the word comes to you, what I mean by the word come coming to you, it could be a, 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 a small, quiet, still voice, just like with Elijah. God told him, I said, he said, I want you to get up and I want you to go out. He said, and I want you to listen. And he began to listen. And then he saw that he said, I want you to go stand on the mountain in my presence. And then he caused a wind to come. Elijah thought that God was in the wind. He said, no, I'm not in the wind. Then he caused an earthquake and he said, I'm not in the earthquake, but I'm in the still small voice. So when you are in a state of depression, know that God and his angels are watching over you and his still small voice comes to you. Now you have to determine whose voice are you going to listen to. Are you going to listen to the enemy's voice that's telling you that you're going to die, that is hopeless, that you can't come up out of this? Or are you going to listen to the voice of the Lord? He began to give him, the angel gave him food. You see, uh, we may not get the natural food and we don't need the natural food, but when God comes and speaks to us, when we are in a state, when the Holy spirit, when the Lord himself, Jesus comes to speak to us, when we are in a state of depression, he is giving us food. He is giving us his living bread. He is giving us our nourishment to know that you will no longer stay in this pit. And he told Elijah, he said, get up he said, get up and go. And so that's what the Lord is saying to you. He said, I want you to get up and I want you to go. I want you to recognize who it is that's coming after you. It is the enemy. And I want you to recognize those under the sound of my voice, that you are in a depressive state, that that spirit of heaviness is upon you. God wants you to recognize that he is there with you. He wants you to come up and get your necessary food, which is the the word, which is the bread of life, which is the Word of God. Put the Word, eat the Word, meditate on the Word. And as you meditate on the Word of the Lord, the enemy has to flee. He cannot reside where the Word is residing. So you have to recognize who it is. And once you recognize who it is, you have to repent. We have to repent and ask the Lord, God, forgive me for allowing myself to get in this state of depression. I know it was the enemy that came against me that caused this. And Lord, I didn't know how I was going to get up out of it. But now that I stop and I pause, I do see, Father, how you came and spoke to me in the small voice. How, God, you came and spoke to me in a quiet voice, but it was the louder voice of depression, the louder voice of despair, the louder voice of isolation that came and override, it overrid, God, your voice. So for that, God, I want to say, forgive me, God. Forgive me right now, Lord. And God, I thank you, Father, that, Lord, I'm going to recover. I am going to recover, God. And how do we recover? We recover by giving God praise, by taking Isaiah 61 and 3, where it says here, he says, to give unto them that mourn in Zion. He says, what am I going to give you? He said, I am going to give unto you beauty for ashes. So take the beauty of the Lord. Say, God, I take your beauty. Even though in this situation, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but God, I take your beauty. Father God, I don't know. Father God, how the, I'm gonna pay my bills. I don't know uh, about the next doctor's report, but God, I'm gonna take the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Because Lord God, I know that as I do this, Father, God, that you can go on the inside of me. You can go in my soul. You can go to my heart with these emotions, where these things are trying to, to, to lay at bed at me, and you can release those things, Father. So so, I am not living my life in despair. This is what God wants to do, and this is what God is doing for you and for me. But we have a responsibility. We have to recognize the enemy when he comes with this spirit of heaviness, we have to repent. 1 John 1 and 9 says that we confess our sins. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then once we cleanse ourselves of depression, we have to get depression out of us. Then we can recognize, God, I am open now for the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit to come in, to rest, rule, and abide. God, I know that the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to uh, fill myself, God, with the word. I'm going to meditate because that's what the Bible says that we are to do, that we are to meditate on the word. He told Joshua, he said, I want you to eat my word. And that's what you have to do when you are in a state of depression, that spirit of heaviness. You have to fill yourself with the word of the Lord. Because if you do not fill yourself with the word of the Lord, the enemy is going to come and fill you with despair. He's going to fill you with hopelessness. And he wants to fill you to the point that you are in the pit and which you can never come out. And then you have to say, God, I recover all. It may not look like it, but I still recover. It may not sound like it, but I still, recover. I may not feel like it, but I still recover. Why? Because of the God we serve. So Lord, right now, everyone under the sound of my voice, God, Father, we bind and we rebuke the spirit of depression right now in the name of Jesus, God. And we lose, Father God, the comfort and the joy of peace. We lose, God, the comfort and the joy of the garment of praise, God. We lose, God, the joy of the Lord to be their strength right now. We command it to be so in jesus name go ahead and give god a hand clap of praise and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast if you'd like to stay connected with robin sherrod deliverance ministries visit us at robinsherrod.com partner with us for weekly devotionals candid conversations q a and a behind the scenes look at ministry life we'd love to hear from you on social media and look forward to connecting with you next week